welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey! If my voice sounds scratchy or goes in and out, well, it's because it's sick. Yep. Sick and tired of talking. A little froggy, huh? <clears throat> yeah, I just went and, I went and sprayed some stump, something in there. Oh, I don't want to know. No, I don't even know what it was. It just said <laughs> for your throat. No, just right. grabbed it, sprayed it. Could have been, could have been. Who knows? Any Let's kind of cooking oil, something. Let's keep it clean. So uh, today we are talking dynasty players under the age of 25 that we loved. No thanks. And sleepers. Mm. And, you know, when it comes to Dynasty, players under 25, they make you salivate. Oh, yeah. So, wait, um, 25 and under or under 25? Sorry. 25 and under. All right, cool. 25 is a good number, I too. just wanted to make sure I did all this research on all these 25-year-olds. <laughs> it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> and we're doing 12-year-olds. The future Super Deep Debbie League. Oh, man. No, but we're doing, I mean, everybody loves the young players because it gives you that long-term Production. Absolutely. Which is the key to building a dynasty championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer, the younger players you have that can produce on a yearly basis gives you a spot to fill on your roster that you don't have to worry about and let you keep, keep building your team elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's nice not to look over your shoulder and have that kind of five, six year window there. I agree. Right. But, but before we get in, let's talk about a guy that's not 25. Who happens to be? Um, Mr. Doug Baldwin. How old is he? 27, uh, according to something. Did you ever know 27 is my favorite number? I didn't know that. True story. Hmm. Just want to let the people know. Interesting. Changes their lives greatly. Okay. Okay, that's my favorite number now, too. Mm-hmm. So, Doug Wal- Baldwin signs a big extension. Four years, right? Uh, Yeah. Just went down. Yeah, actually, it, while right before we started podcasting, uh, the numbers came down from... Just north of $11 million per season. Yeah. Pretty good money yeah, for not Doug bad. Baldwin. Um. Twenty-four point two five million guaranteed. Guaranteed forty-six million for four years. So. Yeah, I mean he had a huge year last year. I mean fourteen touchdowns. That's gross. Uh, and now he's locked up till he's thirty-two. So this is probably the last shebang for Doug Baldwin, and he's definitely now the number one receiver there in Seattle, which is what we kind of thought, or actually kind of knew, going into it. I mean, will Doug Baldwin score fourteen touchdowns again? Right, all right, that's not going to happen. Probably not. Not on that team. Definitely with Tyler Lockett kind of taking another step forward there. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, uh, I'm kind of hesitant to just say he's like a straight up number one. I mean, I think. He's the number one in Seattle. He's right. not, I wouldn't say he's a number. He's like that second tier of receivers, which isn't a bad thing. No, it's not. It's, I mean. It, I think he's still like a wide receiver. I think he still has a good chance to be a wide receiver too. Because anytime it, you're a number one on team, you have a good chance to be a wide receiver number two. I mean, this is, this is a good contract, and, I mean, obviously they like him and want him around. They wouldn't have paid him that amount if they didn't. But um, if I had my choice of the two, I would probably want Tyler Lockett, personally. Well, yeah, you're going to go that youth factor. I mean, I just, think he's, I just think he's more skilled, and he's younger. So. Yeah, I think I would probably take Lockett as well. But to me, it's, it's close between the two. Yeah, Doug Baldwin's probably going to win you, I mean, get you more points in the next year or two. But I think after that, it'll be the Tyler Lockett if you, show. If you play in kick return, you get kick return yards, and Tyler Lockett's definitely really sweet. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, 
That's breaking news. There you go, breaking news. That's our news for the day. <laughs> there's not much else going on, no. man. We don't even do news. I mean, there's when there's newsworthy things, we cover them. Right now, it's kind of a pretty much a dead period. It is a slow period before uh, which is nice. Yeah, it's baseball is the only sport going on. Yep. Indians are in first place. Roll tribe. Roll tribe. Don't even know. Don't, this is like the great. This could be the greatest year of sports of my life. It could be, man. I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, I'm an avid sports fan. So not only do I like, obviously, NFL is my cream of the crop here. You know, mm-hmm. the football. But I'm a huge Cavs fan. Season tickets. I'm a huge. Indians fan as well. Right. This is the best Indians team I've probably seen since 1997. I know they're actually hitting now, which I'm going to knock on wood there because hopefully that just keeps going. Yeah, we could win it all. Mm-hmm. And if the Cavs and the Indians win all in the same year, well, go ahead and stab me in the face and kill me because I'm a happy camper. <laughs> I could die happy. <laughs> I feel like there's better ways of dying than getting stabbed in the face. But yeah. go ahead, no, no, no. Just come. <laughs> I want to see it coming. All you right. Know? Jeez. No, that, that, don't kill me, please. If the Browns don't win in my lifetime, then I'm really sad. Yeah, no kidding. But I told her, I said, I was like, if the Cavs win, the Indians are for sure winning. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd be the happy. You, you don't wait till that podcast comes up. Oh, <laughs> my voice will be all gone. <laughs> I'm sure half the people listening are like, I don't even watch basketball or baseball. Who are these guys? Oops. Go Cleveland. Go Tribe. And roll Tribe. Go Cavs. So let's get into it. So players 25 and under. Now, 25 and under is, of course, like we said before, a great number. It's a great place to be in Dynasty mm-hmm. to give you that longevity. But remember, talent doesn't always last. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, uh, uh, some positions, you know, it, it's a, a 25. A lot of running back, yeah. it can. It's very fickle, and it could be year to year. But, I mean, some of the positions... For example, I mean, quarterback, if you got a 25-year-old quarterback that's good, he's probably going to be good for a while. Even better right. if you have a 22-year-old quarterback. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's go, let's go through these quarterbacks real quick. To give you an idea of somebody, if you want to target and start building around young guys, these are going to be the guys that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, at quarterback, you have Blake Bortles, 24, Derek Carr, 25, Jameis Winston, 22, Marcus Mariota, 22, Brock Osweiler, 25, Teddy Bridgewater is 23, A.J. McCarron, 25, Jimmy Garoppolo, 24, Brett Hundley at 23, and Geno Smith at 25. So that's our list of players, and then we kind of ranked them, whether it was a player that we loved, um, a sleeper, or no thanks, we don't want him. Yeah, so the cream of the crap here, in my eyes, is one is what really stands out to me. This is a pretty good group. It's actually not bad. When when you looked around the league for a while there, there was um, a, a dearth, you know, of young quarterbacks to kind of take over for the guys that were getting older. But now it seems like we've, in the past few years, kind of had an influx of young guys that might be able to carry the league here going forward. Guys that you would draft in your startup and feel comfortable with. Like, mm-hmm. is your number one? And more reason even to wait, but even better, like, you can draft one of these guys. I like one of my last drafts where I took uh, – Andrew Luck and came back and got Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. They kind of offset right. as well. But, you know, we start here with Blake Bortles. That offense just gets better and better. They just locked up Allen Hearns, you know. Right. They're going to lock up Allen Robinson for sure. Oh, definitely. You got Julius Thomas, and you got two good running backs in Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon. So the offensive loan is built for success, and it's how far can Blake Bortles carry him. And Blake Bortles over the last couple of years has really sh- shown that he could be a quality quarterback. Oh, absolutely, man. He, for me, um, I'll just, you know, lay it out here. He's a player that I love going forward. I mean, he's already 
he's already surpassed like the four thousand yard mark in a season, and he's I mean he's such a young player still to have done that. And like you were saying before, the offense that they have there, I really like what they're doing, and I want a piece of that if I'm a fantasy player. Yeah, there's three guys here that I love: mm-hmm. Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, and Jameis Winston. Okay, and. I mean, Derek Carr, we could literally say the same thing about what I just said about Blake Bortles, about Derek Carr. And, again, he has two great receivers. His running game is not as strong. His tight end is probably not as strong yet. But, again, his his receivers are elite. I think all of his weapons aren't quite as established. I mean, Amari Cooper, you can say, is obviously going to be really good. And, And Crabtree, who knows how long he'll be there. So, I mean, I think I I like Blake Bortles' situation a little bit better. Um, but Derek Carr definitely has pieces and, and, you know, um, what's his name? The tight end Clive Clive. Right. I mean, he's kind of, he's just unestablished as well. Whereas in the guys that are around Blake Bordell, Blake Bortles have done it a little bit more. So, well, yeah. And I mean, that, that helps the cause as well. You know, a lot of times quarterbacks will transcend that talent around them. They'll just make everybody better. Absolutely, and he is he is another guy that falls in the, the you know, I just love his situation. Yeah, I mean, we look at Michael Crabtree alone. His first year there in Oakland, he comes out, you know, the death hole of San Francisco with the quarterback play, and he has his best fantasy year ever right. with Oakland. Right. Signs an extension, and now Michael Crabtree is a nice dynasty asset all of a sudden because he has a quality quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, well, you know, where is Jerry Rice without Joe Montana? Or where is Joe Montana without Jerry Rice? Same thing with Steve Young. You know, you could always say those two things, but it's about putting when everything comes together really nicely. Right, right. It's like exactly. a nice band that comes together. It's like, how did all these musicians find themselves? You know? Definitely. How did the Backstreet Boys all come together <laughs> to create such phenomenal music? That's exactly what I was thinking of, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, when you think of greatness, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, that's why I said it. <laughs> clear as day. So... I mean, how do you feel like when you when I say guys that you love on this list? Do you, do you agree with those three? I uh, those are the three guys that I had. I also had um, Mariota. See, I thought about Mariota here. Mm-hmm. Now Mariota is twenty two, which is a great number, and right. I love his running ability as well. And he showed he could throw the ball as well. Actually. Absolutely, I th- I think he is going to be stunted somewhat by the offense that they're going to be running for the next couple of years. But also, it could help his development. You know, it won't put too much on his shoulders. I know from from a fantasy standpoint, that probably stunts his value a little bit. But he also has the running ability that kind of shoots that up also for me. The running ability for me, though, it always feels like that kind of shortens a career more than gives me a, more of a long-term happiness. I, I understand, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't um, strike me as the type of guy that's, A, going to be taking a bunch of like unnecessary hits, and also he's a, he's a, a stockier guy that can take the hits. He's not, he's not like a little thin, frail. Like when you think of RG3, like he was just rail thin and taking these big hits whereas i don't think mariota is built like yeah that. No, i agree with that and but at least for like the way i look at it is the way i can't the reason i can't say love is i'd be comfortable in a dynasty startup taking bortles Carr, or winston as my starting quarterback mm. like year one i wouldn't feel comfortable having mariota as my number one so it's hard if, I, if i'm not there yet it's hard for me to say oh i love him okay you know right i can i mean i can get behind that um train of thought but i would be okay getting him and then going and getting like an older guy. So my favorite guy on the list here is Jameis Winston. Yeah. I mean, he's 22 years old. That Absolutely. means probably easily for the next 13 years, you can plug this guy in and play. Like we were talking about Bortle year one, Winston went over 4,000 yards right through mad touchdowns. Uh, he's only going to get better. This is a guy that we, we've talked up like no tomorrow coming out of the draft mm-hmm. as well. 
Uh, we said there's Andrew Luck, and then there's Jameis Winston. And I'm glad that kind of hit because we put a lot of our eggs in that basket, that Jameis Winston basket. We could have looked real foolish there. Well, I mean, he definitely had the knucklehead factor, and that was the one thing that was kind of maybe making us think that maybe that wouldn't go, you know, become the Andrew Luck type of transcending quarterback guy. But, I mean, he in the NFL has been a total clean act and, and you know, nothing. And it's hard. It's just yeah, hard yeah. alone to pick out quarterbacks No alone. negative, right, no negatives on it. But this guy is just going to keep getting better mm-hmm. and better and better. I mean, I've said this last year. I think in five years from now, Jameis Winston has a very strong possibility of being the number one dynasty quarterback. I mean, there's Andrew Luck. Yes, I know there's Andrew Luck. But there's a chance that he could be there oh, with yeah, the, white we- absolutely. White, the right weapons around him. So, and again, 13 years? That's a, I mean, that's gross. And, and, I mean, that's just domination for that whole time of that one position. And that just makes you, it makes your life so much easier. You don't even have to think about it come draft day. You can pick them if there's a luxury pick, just sitting there, somebody staring you in the face. But, I mean, you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, and it's nice, like, you can build the luxury in your dynasty league to have this. And like I said, I know, for example, because our league's almost 15 years old, and I have Drew Brees. I've had Drew Brees for this entire time. It's a luxury to have that you don't have to like. Oh, I need a quarterback. I have to reach for Carson Wentz. I have to reach for Jared. Oh Gall. yeah, and, that, and those picks kill you too because every. I mean, any quarterback they say a first round quarterback is a fifty fifty proposition. Just going back in the history of of drafting for the NFL. So I mean, if you're forcing a forcing a pick on a guy that you don't necessarily even like that much, but you need the position. Chance, the chances of that guy being a bust are probably even better than 50-50. Yeah. And it's also, not only that, are you doing that, but you're also risking on like a low-value player as it is. Right. I mean, quarterbacks already have low value. It's right. just hard to get equal value because of the the, the qual- quantity of quarterbacks there. Absolutely. Yep. So it kind of hurts you both ways. And again, what we say in our rookie drafts, it's never a good thing to reach. Reaching will always hurt you. Yeah. So again, it also gives you a luxury too, like, a lot of times quarterbacks will fall in your rookie drafts to say, hey, you know what? I don't really like here. I'm just going to take Andy Dalton. I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. Right. And then you guys, end up, I end up drafting. Right. They end up, I mean, they end up being, you know, solid, if not spectacular, but they fill a hole for your team and it's easy. Like it, it's, it's a low risk type of thing at that point when you're taking them that late. So it's hard to say here out of these guys, can you give me a sleeper out of these quarterbacks? Um, They're under 25. Something they can go out there and maybe get and sleep on. Um, the guy that kind of came to mind, mm, there was a couple guys that I thought were kind of sleepers, but, um, the one guy, obviously AJ McCarron, I thought showed pretty well last year. Um, the oldest guy on the list besides Geno Smith at 25. Right, right. He is just cracking the list here. Uh Um, but I, I mean, I think he showed well enough that, you know, you can go out and obtain him perhaps and sit on him for a few more years until he's a free agent and then, you know. Possibly pick up your waiver wire. Right, there's a good right. chance just to have what he showed that he won't resign in Cincinnati to go out and get that possible, possible starting job somewhere. Somebody's going to get a shot at right. him. And, th- and then the other guy that I, I would possibly put as a sleeper is uh, Brett Hundley. And that's just because I, I kind of liked him coming out, but then he went to Green Bay and I think he, you know, He's just going to rot there on the bench for the next few years. But they do have a history of developing quarterbacks there. So he's not – I mean, he has good tools. Yeah. He's not a bad player. And if you have an open spot and you're willing to sit on the guy, I'd, I'd take a shot on him. 
and wait for that time for him to become a free agent. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, that's what you're waiting. You're waiting for his next team. I like a Tyrod Taylor or something along right. those lines. Absolutely. Or, you know, not Matt, well, Matt Schaub got traded, but, you know, along those lines where people go yeah. there, then they come out like, well, he kind of came out of nowhere. But meanwhile, he's just been grooming himself for four years behind right. A-Rod. Right. Uh, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm a little worried about A.J. McCarron's because I don't think his arm's that great. Even though he did look pretty good for those couple games in Cincinnati, but it's kind of hard for me to ever get excited about a couple games. I didn't like A.J. McCarron coming out, but he, I was like, wow, he, he kind of surprised me a little bit. Well, that's the thing. I didn't like him much either, but he, when he was in an actual game, he showed much better than I thought he would. So I, that's why I, I kind of put him in the – I mean, it's a, as long as you're not taking any kind of risk with yeah, it, it's an open roster spot. All these like, guys are almost yeah, free agents. Absolutely. What, about, what are your feelings on Geno Smith? Um, no, thanks. Because the big thing – I mean, the big thing for him is people sometimes forget too is he beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick last year until he got his jaw broken. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're right. But no thanks. But no thanks. I'm a no thanks on Gino. I'm no thanks on Brock Osweiler. Um, so a couple of these guys I was kind of like on the fence about, and I didn't know where to put them, and I just didn't. I didn't put them in any of our three categories. I almost needed like a fourth category. I, need, I thought the same thing when of, I was going there. I was like, I need an okay calendar. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. Gonna, okay. like this, is, guy is, this guy doesn't excite me, but I'm not like totally against him. I don't think he's a sleeper. I mean, he's that's, definitely not a sleeper. Yeah, no, he's not a sleeper. So, I mean, it's like, that's how I felt about him and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not like, I'm not in love with the guy, but I'm not like no thanks on the guy because I think he has a little bit of upside if he can kind of advance a little bit in the in the system there with Norv Turner. See, that's the thing. I mean, Norv, for me, there's the, I like try to look at bright spots. What can I, what could be, what can get me there, right? right? Norv Turner, that's a great bright spot. Absolutely. Laquan Treadwell, pretty good bright spot. Yeah. Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. Pretty explosive five-star recruit coming out of Maryland there. That's why I'm not like ready to give up on Teddy, but I don't love him and I, I don't, I'm not no thanks on him. I would, I have him on a few of my teams. And I'm hopeful. I guess I'm hopeful for him. I, they fall into the category of me of like guys that like I'm okay with. Yeah. But like in a startup draft, like I just want to end up like oh Teddy or this guy. I'm like oh, I'm just gonna go this guy. I agree. Which is weird too because I don't dislike Teddy. No. Let them come out, but yeah, yeah. But now that we've seen him in the league, he is he's efficient. He's an NFL starting quarterback. Right. And so are tons of you know. So is Joe Flacco. Right. Absolutely. So I know, yeah. This is fantasy football. This isn't. Hey, lead me to the playoffs in NFL football. All right, let's move on to the the the, the positions that really matter here. All right, here all right. Go. Running back. You ready to go through this list with me? Yeah, it's a long one. I'm gonna say the name. You say the age. All right. Le'Veon Bell. Twenty four. Todd Gurley. Twenty one. Devontae Freeman. Twenty four. Thomas Rawls. Twenty two. Carlos Hyde. Twenty four. Deion Lewis. Twenty five. Duke Johnson. Twenty two. Fresh. Mm-hmm. Matt Jones. Twenty three. Charles Sims. Twenty five. Eddie Lacy. Twenty five. Lamar Miller, 25. Jeremy Hill, 23. Kristen Michael, 22. CJ Anderson, 25. Jeremy Langford, 24. TJ Yeldon, 22. Amir Abdullah, 23. Jay Jai, 23. Isaiah Carell, 23. Gio Bernard, 24. Jarek McKinnon, 24. Carlos Williams, uh, 23. You skipped one. Tevin Coleman, 23. Theo Riddick, 25. Charkandrick West, 25. Spencer Ware, 24. Scooby Doo. I have no idea. Zach, Zach Zenner. 24. Buck Allen. 24. Cameron Artis Payne. 24. Trey Mason. 22. I just couldn't do dog ears that fast. We <laughs> do, man. calculate this here. <laughs> row. Seven, row, row. So that's a long list. That is a very long list. It's a very long list because, well, the receiver list is pretty long, too. So I hope you were able to stick through that. 
So, obviously, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, cream of the crop there. Um, yeah. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves them. They're arguably the number one, number two overall dynasty running backs. Uh, yeah. If you ask some people. Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> but if you ask some people. Some people. They're, they're, they're out there. They're number two and three for me. They're behind that fresh Zeke Elliott. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're, you're in love. So let's just move past those guys. All right. I mean, they're 24, 23, 21. Todd Gurley's 21 years old. He is so young, man. The guy could barely drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. He's so uh, He's one of those guys that when you have, you're just like, yes. Never, I agree, I'm man. Never giving, I'm never going to give you up. <laughs> God. So let's move on to Devontae Freeman. All right. He's 24 years old. I know you are a huge Devontae Freeman fan. You were the one his rookie year said, hey, this is a guy that you need to take in your first round of your rookie drafts. Uh, a lot of people weren't really on that train, but you were pimping that train pretty hard, and you backed it up by taking him with like as high, like the seventh, eighth overall pick in all your rookie drafts. Um, I'm going to correct you there. Tenth was the earliest I took him. I had tenth and twelfth that year, but I took him in both places, tenth and twelfth. Well, wherever you took him. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I did back but it no, up. But when nobody I, else was taking him in the first, you were taking him I'm, in the first. I was taking Um And yeah, and I still do. I, I, he's a player that I love. He's in that section for me. And he really comes out with the PPR aspect of that. Right. Now, he yeah. runs the ball well, too, but the PPR is where he, he is bread and butter. That's where his true value lies. Yes. And, and, and that's what we play. So that is uh, what, uh, of course, we're, well, how we're ranking. I mean, he's going to take a step back this year. Um, I think a natural little regression. Yeah, he was he went berserk in a few games. Where yeah, it was just he had like ridiculous. three weeks in a row. We had like thirty five points. Yeah, you can't expect that kind of every day. You know, like that kind of value to continue. So yeah. yes, he'll take a step back from last year. Now, Devonta Freeman was the number one running back in fantasy last year. Does he repeat and join that small list of repeat years of running back one numbers? Um. Oh, like a running back one? Yes, top twelve. I think he could do that. Yeah. Okay. I just don't. I thought you were, you know, like top, top of the list. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I do not expect him there. No, I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, he can get there, but I don't, I don't expect him. No, to be yeah, he'll have some sort of regression for sure. So, do we love Devontae Freeman? I do. I don't know about you. Um, I, I like him a lot. <laughs> there's not a I like him a lot category. But again, he falls into that category for me where he's just somebody like, for where his ADP is and where I even take running backs, I right. probably would never own him. In any kind of startup, you do have to get him early, man. There, you know, obviously from last year, there's a ridiculous price tag for that guy. So he'll fall in the category of love. Thomas Rawls, who's 22, mm. another very young guy. Yeah. Now, the Thomas Rawls train is just completely derailed. I would say so, yeah. It's on fire. Yeah. Do we get out the fire extinguisher and do we, do we save him? I'm saving him. Me too. I yeah. feel like we're like. I feel like we're like two of the only people in the dynasty <laughs> community that still likes Thomas Rawls. Really? Yeah, like everybody thinks like CJ Procise is gonna be the next big thing, and Kristen Michaels is gonna come back and do something, or Alex Collins is gonna be. I personally think that um, CJ Procise isn't that great. <laughs> I don't know. I, and See, I like CJ Procise. I, I just don't think he's like a um, threat to Thomas Rawls' role. Neither do I. He's a third down back that's going to be a he's, solid fantasy producer. Yeah. Gonna, I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. He's really going to be the guy that catches passes. Yeah, and, and I think I think he catches. I think he can catch sixty balls this year. I think he'd be like a legit running back too. But that, really but do. that shouldn't affect 
Thomas Rawls no, at all. <laughs> at all. I mean, people forget to say that, you know, Thomas Rawls averaged the most yards after contact before he got hurt going in the NFL last year. He's a big bruising running back. And he's going to score touchdowns on a run-first offense. Right. The only thing that would affect Thomas Rawls for me is if they came out and said, you know, like, oh, his ankle's not healing properly, which they haven't. They've they've said, oh, he's on track, like, to start, you know. You know, he'll be there for the first game of the season. He might, I, he might miss portions of training camp and stuff like that. but I feel like the risk there is risk there in Thomas Rawls, but I feel like it's worth the reward. He's somebody that yeah. I would try and trade for. I mean, this is like the perfect time to buy Thomas Rawls. I mean, any running back you're going to take in your rookie draft after pick five, I love Ken Thixon, but there's no, he's no for sure thing. No more for sure thing than Thomas Rawls is. And, I mean, at least I saw Thomas Rawls produce in the NFL. Okay, let me ask you this. If the guy never got injured last year and then, he was just coming into this healthy and Marshawn Lynch was retired still, you know, and, and they, they drafted these three other running backs. What, what would this, what do we, what do you think his value would be? Is it just the injury? I think injury is huge. The injury is huge. And I think the fact that they took so many running backs, it's kind of like backs up. Like it gives you more, like you were already doubt. So he hurt himself, but then like they take these other running backs. You're like, Oh, what, what? Or something. Do they hate Thomas Rawls? Is he really hurt? If he doesn't okay. get hurt. I feel like people are swinging from his midsection. They, they, yeah, they, they spent one like premium pick on a running back. The other guys were late. I mean, how many times have you seen guys that were you know sixth round picks just not even make the team? Yeah, and you never hear a thing about them. And players that you know, right? That don't, like, right. oh, I like this guy, and I'm like, oh right. crap, he didn't do anything. He didn't even make the team. So I mean, those. I mean, I understand that they took three of them, and I think that tells me, you know, like. Hey, maybe they were a little bit worried at that time whether Thomas Rawls was going to make it back. But, you know, everything that's been coming out lately is that he's going to be there in time for the he's season. He's only 22. He's young. He's super I young. like Thomas Rawls. I don't love Thomas Rawls. Okay. Well, I love him. You love him? Just because we don't have another category. Okay. All right. I mean, you're making categories up as we go here. I didn't, well, I, <laughs> there's a like category now all of a sudden. All right. I call that the Facebook category. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. He's uh-huh. 24 years old. I love him. I know you love him. I love him too. I love. I mean, yeah. I love Carlos again. I feel like he's somebody that there's parts. I think I feel like there's definitely a larger island of people living on it that love Carlos Hyde with me. You know, we're all holding hands, singing "Kumbaya," saying Carlos Hyde's great. Mm-hmm. I love Carlos Hyde this year. I think now. I think injuries have been a concern. It's injuries, and you know, just oh my god, it's like the unknown. That's every running back on this list, though. I know, but it's like the unknown. Um, of Chip Kelly's, I mean, it is such a bizarre type of scheme that some guys fit in, some guys don't, you know? I mean, it made, you know, LaShawn McCoy looked awesome in it, and then Chip Kelly didn't like him because he freelanced too much. He brings in DeMarco Murray as this, like, hand-picked guy, and the guy doesn't fit at all. Not at all. He looked terrible. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's one of those things like, oh, man, if he fits, he's going to look awesome. If he doesn't fit, ah. Uh, it's another guy that Chip Kelly ruined his value. Yeah, I was on uh, the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast as a guest talking about the Dynasty startup we did the other day, and somebody brought up injuries. I'm like, if you bring up injuries, man, you're not going to draft anybody. Right. I mean, cause it, my, my exact response is, then why draft Le'Veon Bell? Right. Everybody drafts him pretty high, right? Or, or Todd Gurley. Dude blew out his ACL. Yeah, but at least right. he hasn't, he's been healthy in the NFL. Well, but, I but mean, he still, he still got injured. I mean, it's none of these guys come in with I mean Le'Veon Bell hasn't yeah. played it for you in a postseason in your fantasy playoffs right. since, you know ever pretty much right. so why would you why draft him right, right? Yeah. He's, he's great 
Carlos Hyde's a really good running back. And what I really, what makes me really love him is there's nothing else going on in San Francisco. I and mean, they don't even know who their quarterback is. You know, I mean, they only have two options, and they're both terrible options. There's nothing else going on. Your number there. one receiver is Torrey Smith. Your second receiver is uh, Uncle ugh. Buck. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, your, t- are, your yeah. tight end is Vance McDonald. I mean, literally, their starting roster is almost guys you'd have on your waiver wire in Dynasty Fantasy Football. And Dynasty Fantasy Football has 30 roster spots for the most part, or 25 roster spots with 12 teams. I mean, if you're a free agent in the Dynasty world, things aren't looking good for you. Right. All right. And these are guys, you know, that kind of pay attention to offensive players. So for me, I like, when it comes to running backs, I like guys that are talented, but you don't even have to be uber talented as long as you're getting carries because carries is gonna tr- are going to translate over to fantasy points. Now, Carlos Hyde, I feel, is a talented running back who can also catch the ball, and he's going to get a boatload of carries. Hey, man, um, I think as long as he's a good fit, this is going to be amazing. And I, I, I'm like, on the, I, I, I'm, I'm going for that. I love, I love this guy. Players, I love him. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm in. I'm buying. If I can get him for the right price, I'm totally buying cars. I, I mean, I love him, but there's just like a flicker of doubt in the back of my <laughs> mind, I guess, is the only way I can Injuries, describe it. man. No, I mean, just the, the system fit for me. If he fits, it's going to be amazing. If he doesn't, he's going to be terrible. I feel he's going to fit Chip's offense pretty well, just because I think he can make those quick catches out of the backfield as well. I th- and I like his feet. I think he's going to be good. Okay. I'm just, you know. I'm betting it. I'm putting the Rich Dodson guarantee right. on that bad boy. All right, cool. Deion Lewis. Now uh, you be kind of, it's almost surprising to find Deion Lewis on this list at only twenty five, right? A guy who was explosive, got hurt, was out of the NFL for a year. Right. I mean, he almost seems like he's a really big time journeyman. He does almost seem like, but he's he's a still a young player, and um, I couldn't put him in players I love, but I I he's close. I don't. I send him a Valentine. Okay. You think? Do you love the Deion Lewis guy? I love Deion Lewis. All right. I just just because. Belichick showed me last year when he was healthy that he loved Deion Lewis. He does, man. He does great things in that. Off- I love him in that Bill Belichick offense. Yeah. Same thing. They don't have tons of guys around there that you know that you feel that you'd even remotely care about on mm-hmm. fantasy football. I mean, right. you love Legarrette Blunt. No. Do you want to start Legarrette Blunt? Heck no. Now, of course, you know. Same thing here. Injury concerns. It's the biggest concern for him. He gets hurt every single time he plays. That's the one thing keeping me from loving the guy. Which makes it hard to love and hard mm-hmm. to give up anything big for him. Mm-hmm. But if you got him on your roster, you got to love him because he's going to get you wins in the meantime. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're hoping he gets hurt like week three so he can be back week eight <laughs> and help you get through the championship game. <laughs> yeah. Could, right? Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. But he get, catches get a the few ball weeks extremely early. well. Yeah, he's explosive yeah, yeah. and he's young. Yeah. He's a guy that I have on my roster, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm really happy. I got him for free off the waiver wire last year. We talked him up, you know, preseason type of guy, and and I, I, I swooped him up and got him, and, and you know, obviously he got injured at the end of the year, but the, the guy produced like crazy during, this, during the season. I think we got more things than that, telling everybody to pick up Deion Lewis before the season started than any other player in the history of players we recommended. <laughs> you're, you're right. We did get a lot of props um, for that. Yeah, so Deion Lewis again. Maybe he could put his injury things behind him. He is only 25, and you can get another good, solid three to four years out of this guy, mm-hmm. which is, for a running back, oh, that's Oh, yeah, that's amazing. PPR guy. You know, that's what you're looking for, but, mm-hmm. hey, Danny Woodhead was pretty top-notch last year as well. Mm-hmm. So, moving on here, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, I, I wasn't sure, like, how on Duke Johnson everyone was. They're all on him. Are Duke they? Johnson is pretty... 
I feel like his value is pretty close to where it needs to be. His ADP right now is 79th overall. He's going behind, right behind like Sean McCoy, Jeremy Hill, Derek Henry, TJ Yeldon, Deion Lewis, CJ Anderson, Matt Jones. Okay. So, uh, so he can't really be considered a sleeper then, I guess. I mean, it seems like he's not low enough to be a sleeper. But um, for me, he kind of falls in that category in between where he's not really a player that I love, but I can't put him as a sleeper. I definitely am not in the no thanks category. So he's kind of like a guy that I he's a guy that I like. I know that we're not doing that category, but yeah, no, I mean he's so he's going around the sixth round of a startup, right? Is where where he's going. I mean the highest he went was seventy one. The lowest he went was eighty nine. And everybody's like, he's one of those players you got to take a risk on, and you're kind of hoping on Hugh Jackson here to take into that next step, that Gio Bernard category, right? Right. <clears throat> it probably helps even more people, probably a little bit more down on Isaiah Carell. And I know Isaiah Carell is on this list as well. And he's a player I'm actually more up on than everybody else. Like, if I'm doing a startup, I'm like, you know what? I can wait on running back, but I'll take Isaiah Correll, like, really late right now. Right. For somebody who's going to get carries in the NFL, who might probably even start the season as a starter. Yeah, I mean, I think if their ADPs are such that Duke Johnson's getting taken way earlier, <laughs> I would probably wait and take the chance on Isaiah Correll, too, because I have him pretty close in my brain as far as, as where I'm ranking those two guys. That makes sense. And, of course, you can get all all the ADP you want in your life uh, on DynastyNerds.com. Absolutely. Uh, we actually just posted all our June ADP. So if you get on DynastyNerds.com, you can check that out and see where your guys are valued for just recent, recently in this month. Uh, shout out to at Dynasty ADP Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Hit him up. Hit him up. For uh, some mock drafts. Absolutely. <clears throat> but Duke Johnson, I, I don't, yeah, I don't love Duke Johnson, but even like a lot of mocks I've been doing, a lot of drafts I have been doing, mm-hmm. He's like a player I'm kind of targeting, like as my number two running back. I'm like, you know, in a PPR league, this has a really good, like I can get really good value for him getting. I feel like his ceiling's high enough where you're, if you take him there, you're getting like really good value with a high upside, but the floor is like really low. Right, right. You know what I mean? He's gonna get, he's gonna get those receptions. So yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I would take at the right at the right place in my draft. He's not somebody that I'm gonna overdraft. Um, where. You know, I I may overdraft a guy that I love, so that's kind of the way I feel about him. T.J. Yeldon and Duke Johnson are there ADPs right there by each other? Yeah, seventy four, seventy nine. Hmm, that's so hard because of the new situation there in in Jacksonville. Um, Matt Jones or T or Duke Johnson? I'd probably just go Matt Jones because he's he's probably going to start the year getting a lion sh- yeah lion's share of the the opportunity there. Yeah, see, I would take I would take Duke Johnson there. Really, I'm a homer. Yeah. Well, that that speaking of Matt Jones, he is the next player on our list, and just so I just so you know how close that was for me, he's another player that I I don't have in any one of these three categories that we're we're talking about. I have one. Yeah, I know which one you have. No him. thanks. Yeah, you have him in the no thanks category, but I I feel very similar. You know, obviously, the little exercise you just put me through, I, I obviously have Matt Jones slightly higher than Duke Johnson. At you know, at this, at the similar ADP, I would, I would choose Matt Jones. Yeah, and I would just take Duke Johnson. Just get fumbling concerns, health concerns, overall talent as a running back. It's hard for me to see long term success with Matt Jones. Like I said, we did that. You know, we're going to do an episode on this coming up. The the running back one hashtag two to three year window episode. And it's going to be hard for me to ever see. Does Matt Jones seem like he's going to fit that category, being like one of those running back ones for many times? Is he, is he going to break that mold? Um, Obviously, you don't think so. I thought you were asking rhetorically. 
No. Until, until your long pause. <laughs> Answer me, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, again, so here, the only the way I look at it is I'm going to take the guy, I'm going to take the PBR guy. All right. You know, you know, Mike always talks about you. Like, he loves to build his rosters around those guys because those are the running backs that do give you kind of more long-term value with almost equal amount of points because just because they catch a lot of balls, you know? I mean, when we look at the overall fantasy leaders last year in running backs, a lot of these guys caught the ball. Lamar Miller caught the ball well. Chris Ivory, well, he catches the ball okay, but Matt Forte, Danny Woodhead, um, guys that catch the ball pretty well are usually consistent up there with a good mix of, you know, running back once is the best way to say it. Okay. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get, you get especially in, you know, PPR leagues, you get the boost, and um, for obvious reasons, those guys get more points. All right. So, after this guy, this guy I, I like to talk about here, Charles Sims. Okay. Tampa Bay, 25 years old. This is a guy that we gushed about it coming out of West Virginia his rookie year. Right. Big running back who runs well and catches the ball extremely well. Absolutely. And, and go mo- most people won't realize this. Charles Sims, la- now Doug Martin had a phenomenal year last year, right? Mm-hmm. Doug Martin finished as number five overall fantasy running back last year. Right. Charles Sims was number 17. Oh, my right? gosh. Charles Sims was a running back two last year. Mm-hmm. In, Almost, a, in a part-time role, yeah. He, was a, he wasn't just like a low-end running back two. He was right smack in the middle. Mm-hmm. Almost considered a high-end running back two. Preach on, man. So, Doug Martin, we all know, you know, Doug Martin is like a roller coaster. He's up. <laughs> he's down. He's inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. He just signed a big contract, so he's going to get his carries. Mm-hmm. But there's already rumblings coming out like they want to get Charles Sims a little bit more carries than he did last year. Can you blame him? No, because we like Charles Sims. Absolutely. Charles Sims almost falls in that category for me of like that Michael Turner category in San Diego. I totally agree with that. Where he was a pr- like Michael, everybody knew Michael Turner was a good running back, and you had to bide your time. He just, yeah, he just he couldn't get it out from under. You know, he can't get it out from behind. In that case, Ladainian Tomlinson, who was awesome. Yeah. Um, in this case, it's just a guy, Doug Martin. That's you know pretty good. He's pretty good. I, albeit inconsistent for fantasy purposes. And I think the time to buy Charles Sims is now. Yeah. I love Charles Sims. I'm a big fan as well, man. I. I He's, I have him in my sleeper category because I don't think anyone values him enough. Which is weird. Yeah. I think Charles Sims completely falls in that sleeper category, which is weird to say about a mid-range to high running back two from last year. I mean, here's, you know, most playoffs are like week 14, 15, <laughs> 16. The dude scored 13.4, 10.2, and then 20.7. I in mean, those games? Yeah, and that's in your playoffs. So, I mean, that's like, that's like winning you games right there on a guy that's... God bless America. That, you know, no one's paying attention to. Yeah, and come come week 13, you're like, oh, man, I hope I have a running back to put in my roster. Exactly, and this is a guy that was just, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not available, but the guy who owned him, it was probably an afterthought, you know, throughout most of the season. Yeah. Or at least before the season, for sure. And he's somebody that, he, go, he falls in that category, I, I save sometimes, like, this is a guy you want to go buy now, mm-hmm. and it might almost feel like you're overpaying a little bit now. But like a year or two, you're going to be like, wow, I got a really good value here. Absolutely. You know, I'll give up this older guy right here. Mm-hmm. He's 25, and I think, he'll, I think when he does get out of Tampa Bay, he'll have a good shot to be solid somewhere else for a couple of years. Almost like Michael Turner. Just maybe that two-year window afterwards. Right. Right. 
but a two-year window to win you a championship. Big time, right. So I'm a huge, huge fan of Charles Sims. Mm-hmm. And I think he's somebody that you can go out there and get. He's only 25. This might be his last year, or if not, next year is his last year in Tampa Bay, right? He came in kind of old. Older, out yeah, of West Virginia. Right, so I think he has like a, yeah, uh, this, coming, this coming year and then another one, okay. I believe. So, yeah, I mean, his window after that is going to be really short if he does get an opportunity somewhere, which I kinda, I'm kind of hoping here. Right. But if not, you still have somebody catches the ball really well in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is a 25-year-old back that obviously has had some sort of regression here in the past couple of years. He's been pumping some weights. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's on the P90X. He's losing weight. Oh, yeah. Um, still going to be a big dude. Yeah, he's still, he's still going to be about a 240-pound guy, 245-pound guy. Um, for me, I think I'm finally at the no thanks. Well, we know how I feel. I've been at no thanks Yeah, for you've years. been at no thanks for a while on him. Talk about I, one of my greatest calls ever when I told everybody to sell Eddie Lacy and you and Mike looked at me like, what are you talking about, Rich? You don't sell Eddie Lacy. I'm like, sell Eddie Lacy and do it now. Yeah, it was a good call, man. I was, uh, I'm was, i finally on board. Unfortunately, it's probably too late because his value is, um, I mean, you're obviously not going to get what you would have gotten a year ago, but, you know, before this year and a half started. Ago. Yeah. Well, if you listen to me, you'd have got heat. Right. No big deal. I, I did it. <laughs> I traded Eddie Lacy for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Good. One of my best yeah. trades ever. That was a good trade, man. That and Imani Ball for Le'Veon Bell, straight up trade. That Two was, best trades ever. That, <laughs> I yeah. would never, I would never make a worse trade than that trade. Yeah, that was bad, man. Yeah. So, Eddie Lacy, you can't even really trade him right now. No, unfortunately, you can't. But your best bet is this P90X really turns into something pretty well for him, and he starts off the season hot, or even has a good year, and then dump. Yep, I and agree. That's your only option with Eddie Lacy. Otherwise, you're kind of stuck with him. Again, it just. Almost like that Derrick Henry kind of aspect. He's a touchdown-dependent running back. He's not catching any balls. He's in a terrific offense, too. Mm-hmm. So he's touchdown-dependent, again. And, I mean, maybe he'll score you 100 yards, and that'd be 10 points there. But if he's not scoring a touchdown, then it kind of hurts you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we got James Starks there to catch all the balls. So, again, Eddie Lacy, no thanks. No thanks for me. So our next player on the list is also a guy that's just squeaking in here, Lamar Miller, 25 as well. Get out of town. I've always loved him. And you said you were finally coming around with it. Me and Mike preached Lamar Miller to you forever. This is a guy that finished as a sixth overall fantasy running back last year. Oh, gosh. In Miami. You and your stats. And now he's going to (laughs) be the man Uh in Houston. I know. I'm still not buying it. You're on the no thanks? No, I'm on the no thanks, man. The only reason I'm on a no thanks is... Wait, you're on no thanks? I love him. Oh, okay. But the only thing that would give me no thanks is I'm not paying what it takes to get Lamar Miller a la in a startup draft or even a trade. Okay. Like, I'm not giving it up. Like, if you have Lamar Miller... God bless Awesomeness. <laughs> God bless yeah. you, is that what Take that saying? sauce, mix it with some awesome, and you got yourself a hell of a pasta. But I'm not paying... I mean, I'm not paying that price for almost any running back on this list, period. But Lamar Miller's value is pretty... Pretty high right now. Okay. I don't even know what his ADP is. It's got to be up there in like the, I'm guessing like 40s is what I'm guessing. Maybe even higher than that. Let me look here. Go ahead. Take a look. 27. Wow. So he's going right. <laughs> oh, man. He's going right at the beginning of the third round. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I right def- ahead of Devontae Freeman. I definitely couldn't do that. Um, no. I can't I'm not that, that much. Of, I mean, I, I think it's anyone that's listened to the podcast long enough has, has known that I'm not really that high. On Lamar Miller, I did start to come around a little last season, 
But now that I've had the off season to cool down, I'm, not <laughs> I'm back off of him, man. Well, I know that he went to a, he went to a better situation, obviously in Houston. But at least when you're uh, wrong, you're consistently wrong. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be consistently wrong on this one. I stick to my guns. So, um, Jeremy Hill, 23 years old, still a young buck. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy that's kind of plummeted, right? Um, obviously, yeah, he came out of the gates. Um, his rookie year, hot. Over 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. But yeah, made, la- last made year. Made me feel great. Oh, yeah. Because I was preaching Jeremy Hill all day, and you were like, eh, I'm not buying it. And then uh, last year, big time regression, man. Just issues, man. He just didn't seem to have what it took last year. I, I mean, I can't even put my finger on it exactly. But it just, just seemed out of sorts. I'm looking at ADP here. Thomas Rawls, just to go back on that real quick, is 62. Uh, Jeremy Hill is 77. So he's right in front of Duke Johnson. So Jeremy Hill is? Yeah, he's okay. right there. Kind of hard to put your finger on that one, Jeremy mm-hmm. Hill. He he Yeah, to me he's he's facing a make or break year. I know he's really young and and um it just when it looked bad last year, it looked really bad, man. Really bad. And now Hughes Hughes leaving, you know, obviously Hugh left, went to Cleveland. So um that doesn't, you know, that doesn't do any anybody any favors on their offense, I don't think. Yeah, definitely when Geo's the one that's going to kind of benefit from this, you know, right. the receivers and live it. But at the same time, does do all these receivers leave and help Jeremy Hill as well? Are they going to rely on the run game a little bit more? I mean, that that is definitely one way that they could go. They could go a lot of tight, two tight end sets and run the ball a lot out of that and, and pass out of it as well. I feel like this is like a make or break year for Jeremy Hill. That's what I just said. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I just said, I agree with you. This is a make or break year <laughs> All right, good, good. for Jeremy Hill. I mean, is this is he the Steve Slayton of the fantasy world? Right, absolutely. One big year, then eh, hey, see, see you later. Or like even like another LSU running back. Uh, you know, Ridley only had like one good year. You know, really good year in New England, and then he faded away and did nothing. Yeah, I mean, we got to remember these names. I mean, these are names that people they come along and they have a great year, and then they never do anything ever again. Right, it happens, man, all the time. Yeah. Uh, and the young guys as well. Right. I mean, so Jeremy Hill, he falls in the category for me of just because of the tape I saw last year. No thanks. Uh, he's also a no thanks for me. Just because it's the risk at the position. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can you. There's better risks out there. Yeah, I'd rather take Duke Johnson. Yeah, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather risk on JJ. You know, a guy who's clearly the number one in Miami mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So. Next guy is Kristen Michael. He's 25. I think we can both just say no thanks and move on, right? Not so fast. Pastor Get out of here. Come on. No, no thanks. Yeah, all right. No, no thanks. That, that gravy train ran away a long time ago, and then Seattle drafted 42 running backs. In. Yeah. That's, you know what's funny? is like they were like, hey, they drafted all these guys. Nobody talks about them re-signing Kristen Michael for two right, years. Right. That's how much of an afterthought he is. Like he's he, not even in the conversation. Right. He's there. Uh, I think he's pretty much just an insurance policy again. C.J. Anderson. He C. is Anderson. only 25 years old. C.J. Anderson's 25 years old. Obviously, he's been working his way up the depth chart there in, in Denver for a while now and finally got a pretty good shot last year. And, and he's down in the Dynasty community. I mean, again, right. he's, behind, he's behind Matt Jones. His ADP is 72 right now. He's behind Matt Jones. He's behind Gio, uh, Jeremy Hill, uh, Thomas Rawls, not – not Jeremy Hill, but Thomas Rawls, he's behind. So he's kind of down in the dynasty community right now. And Well, I don't blame him. I'm kind of down on the guy as well. 
Um, for a guy that I mean, for a guy that most people just picked up, everyone picked up off the waiver wire. We'll just call it that. Not, no, I don't think anyone drafted C.J. Anderson. Nope. Um, he was a great story, and I think he is going to be. Con- he's going to continue to be a guy that like can produce for the next year or so. But I don't see any long term value there. No thanks for me. I feel like everybody feels that way yeah. right now about C.J. Anderson. And the way I look at it is, he came on really strong at the end of the year last year, especially in the playoffs. Denver just signed him to a pretty good contract for running back-wise. Other teams were out there trying to sign C.J. Anderson. Other people saw the talent as well. Mark Sanchez is going to be the starting quarterback this year. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. They have that, two doesn't, good, that doesn't bode well for anybody, by the way. They have two good receivers, to keep them honest, in mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders and Damaris Thomas. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is, for a guy that just got paid, I think, and I think the reason they, that John Elway did pay him because he knew this year they're going to have to rely on that run game. They're going to have to. And there's no other big-time running back under there I feel can tote the load as C.J. Anderson will. So I feel like he's almost, is he the best running back out of these guys or anything like that? No, but I, th- I feel like the quantity and the carries are going to be there to warrant as a good value pick right now. And instead, maybe it's two years, but again, we talk hashtag two to three-year windows all the time. So. When everybody tells me this thing, like, oh, you're going to get two years out of a running back, like, I'll take those two years every single time out of my running back. I, I mean, I understand your logic there. I, I'm, I'm just not sure I completely agree with it. I think this past year just showed you kind of what he is. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get nicked up in a full-time role. He's going to be – and when he's – obviously he's shown when he's nicked up he can't do what he can when he's fully healthy. I mean, Ronnie Hillman was stealing carries from him when the yeah. dude was nicked up. So, I mean – that combined with the fact that they bring in Devontae Booker, they re-signed Hillman. Hillman's back. I just, I can see Booker making people nervous as well. Cause I, you know, I like yeah, Booker absolutely. As well. I like Booker too. And and even if C.J. Anderson stays completely healthy, I still think they're going to try to get Booker involved some. So and, I think Hillman becomes the odd man out there. Cause I think Booker catches the ball well enough to kind of like, and he's he's a better running back than Ronnie Hillman. So that's. That's I, I, I'll agree. I see I'll it the get, other way. I I'll don't get on, see. I'll, I'll get on board. I'll get on board with that. I do yeah. think he's a better running. I don't back think Booker Hillman. hurts C.J. Anderson. I think Booker hurts Ronnie Hillman. No, I, I, I personally think that you know Booker is probably a little bit of a better running back than C.J. Anderson. He's not a seasoned in the NFL, but um, once they see what what Booker can do, that could be you know, that could be it for Anderson. Yeah, again, I'm way higher up on the C.J. Anderson bandwagon than most people are. Yeah. Doesn't mean like he's not in that love category. I just feel like he's one of those really good value players. You know what I mean? He just falls that kind of guy that didn't do great last year, and people are just ready to be like, okay, throw him in the garbage. Next guy. Right, up. right. All right. Um, next guy up would be Jeremy Langford, twenty-four. Kind of coming into a role here. Um, you know, obviously Forte moved on this off season, went on to the Jets. Um, they're looking to see kind of who's gonna fill that starter role. Um. For me, I'm not 100 percent sure it's gonna be Langford. I don't think it's gonna be Langford either, man. I think they draft a running back in 2017. I, I mean, I think this is gonna be a um, a kind of piecemeal year where they're looking the whole year to to see who's gonna fill that void, and they never end up finding it out of any of the guys on the roster. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good running back talent coming out next year, and I think the Bears are one of the teams that's gonna capitalize on it. I, I agree. Um, he's an he's in the no thanks for me. Yeah, and when we were just talking about C.J. Anderson, the Bears and the Dolphins are both two teams that were trying to get in on that C.J. Anderson sweepstakes. Absolutely. And they both swung out. So neither of them are 
all in on their running backs. He I mean, fo- could you could you see a guy like Arian Foster's getting Arian Foster getting healthy and signing there? Because I could. If 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 he if he fails a little bit, if they're a little bit worried, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is definitely one of the weakest running back cores in all of the NFL right now. Oh, correct. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're right up there with Miami. I mean, I I think I value Miami's more because I like JGI slightly more than I like. Yeah, I like him significantly more than I like uh, Jeremy Langford. But again, I mean, there's two teams that showed they didn't believe in their running backs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's our starter, but he's starter because we couldn't get anybody else. Yep. And Jeremy Langford, for me, is just not an every down back. Now, a lot of these guys I don't like. One of them is probably going to pan out and be sweet. And be like, oh, see, Rich, you're an idiot. But that's fine. I can be an idiot. My hey, man. All the time. Yeah, they're, they're guys that I'm, the guys that I'm staying away from. Every every year, there's one or two guys that you stay away from that does well, and they'll be good. I've seen a couple of trades go down where people are getting really good value for Jeremy Langford, and it's some of it's been insane. So I'm floating his name out there to any running back desperate team to see if I can get good value now. Uh, and if he starts off the year well, I'm definitely selling Jeremy Langford. I, I, I see no long-term value here. Again, when we're talking about like young guys, you're talking about a guy like Jeremy Langford, and he's 24 years old. Now, is that old? No, but we're talking about like all these other talented guys who are like 22, 23. I mean, he's he's already a little bit older in right. that category as well, and he's never been a starter. I agree. So, yeah, I'm staying away. And let's face it, the Chicago offense isn't something to really die for. No. You know, you got Jay Cutler at quarterback. And you got um, Alshon out, out wide. It's fantastic. But you, kept, you have a lot of question marks like right. Kevin White. Right. So, yeah, I'm kind of I'm selling. I'm selling on that train. No thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. No thanks for me, man. If I had him, I'd be trying to ship him off right now while his value is high. TJ Yeldon, he's only 22 years old. TJ Yeldon, man, 22. He is. His stock was sky high. And then. Chris Ivory came knocking <laughs> on the door. Here's the deal. Um, Chris Ivory's Chris a pretty good back. Um, but at the same time, he's not a long-term answer there at all. So while I think that CJ or TJ Yeldon, you know, obviously his value is going to take a hit this year, somewhat. Um, I'm still, I'm st- he's still a guy that I really like, but I can't say that I love him. Let's talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room. All right, go ahead. Who's going to have more fantasy points this year, TJ Yeldon or Chris Ivory? That's a tough call, man. And it's going to boil down to who stays healthy and on the field. I think. Because I, I think th- TJ Yeldon does. You think TJ Yeldon does? I think I like. I'm. I've always liked TJ Yeldon. Yeah. I loved him the first time I ever saw him run at Alabama. Hey, I. So did I. You liked him more than I did. You thought you saw shades of poor Adrian, man's Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, which I didn't quite see that much. But um, it's a very bad comparison. Yeah, I admit it. Yeah. He's, a, I mean, he's a good running back, but it just makes me a little nervous that, you know, they see him, and then the first thing they do is go sign a running back at free agency. The worst thing about him, he has no touchdown advantage. You know, I mean, he had no red zone carries. When he did, he, doesn't, he didn't really thrive with them. Right. Well, um, that's what makes me nervous because, that, I mean. But he's only Chris, 22. I know. I, like I said, this year, you know, Chris Ivory might be getting those touches because they need somebody to ram at home. and. And Chris Ivory has has proven that he can do that kind of stuff. Ram at home. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is. <laughs> I can yeah, see that look. I can see the look on your face. You ram at home, that's, that's Chris Ivory. That's why I said it again. Ivory's ramming at home. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do it, Rams. 
But anyway, Rams. But anyway. Just ram, just ram it home. <laughs> just ram it home, Rams. Um, anyway. Well, who, completely who, do you think, who do you think rams it up with the most fantasy points this year? T.J. Eldon, Chris Ivory. Listen, Chris Ivory's had a long history Listen. of just having nagging injuries. So if the dude stays healthy, I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns, and he may outproduce T.J. Eldon. What a recurring team. thing we have here with these running backs. If they can stay healthy, I know it, it, they're going to get a crap load of points. Yeah. It, it's tough, man, because it's the most impossible thing to predict. It's a roulette, man. Yeah, you can't predict if Chris Ivory's going to stay healthy. That's why it's good to have a lot of running backs on it your really roster. It really is. It really is. I mean, you only have like four and then two get hurt. Yeah. yeah you should luck. see my roster on the, in the one leg. It's ridiculous. Of like, running backs? I got like 15 running backs on my roster. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amir Abdullah. Um, 23 years old. Everyone's expecting huge things out of him there. He's the man this year. In, in, Detroit, um, I still think he has small hands. I'm, I'm no thanks. No thanks. I'm, I just there's something about Amir Abdullah I just don't like. I know he's obviously you know quick as a hiccup and and can get out in space and do some nice things. There's just it seems like there's something missing for me. And, and with me in Detroit this year, I'm kind of no thanks as well. Doesn't mean I don't like him. He's just not for me. Okay, I mean either. There's no way I'm going out and getting him in anything and. I don't know. I've always I've been kind of down on Abdullah. So, JJ, he is a guy that um, obviously is coming into a role here in Miami as well. Um, not much competition there. I, for whatever reason, I can't put him in the. He's not in the sleeper category, and I don't love the guy. Yeah, can he be the John Snow? Can he be that bastard child that comes and saves the day? Speaking of Game of Thrones, <laughs> that was an awesome episode. Oh, two, ep- two episodes ago was amazing, and this last one was sweet. Yeah. Could be the best episode of yeah. all time. Yeah, there were some really good. I will say this. If you listen to the podcast, we have a lot in common. Yeah. You should, if you don't watch Game of Thrones yeah. and you like fantasy football, I can almost guarantee that you would like Game of Thrones. <laughs> if you like, if you like any kind of swords, no, I'm just. Uh, if you're a man, I think there's a 98 percent chance that you would like Game of Thrones. Yeah, my wife loves it too. And if you're a woman, I feel like there's a 97 percent chance yeah. you would like Game of it's, Thrones. It's a really good show. It's that good. I went. I went back and started after this past episode because obviously it's the season finale. I went back and started over again and watched watched episode one, season one. Ah, see, so yes, I, I, I literally was texting Mike that yeah. today i was like dude i really want to go back and start it over again but the only reason i don't want to do that is because i feel like next year is a shortened season it's only seven episodes yeah i right, believe right i was like i feel like the time to do it is Isn't after it? next season to get ready for that winter to get ready for the final season yeah yeah i, I it, can get on board with that but it's such a long uh, wait from here to there it is but i just know if i do it now you won't want to do it again i won't do it again in just a year later yeah you know what I mean? So, and I feel like because you read a story, there's so much story there. Like that's happened. what I mean. I couldn't believe how much stuff they laid down in the first episode of like useful stuff that you almost like don't pay attention to because it's the first episode and there's so much crap going on. It's like hard to retain it all. Yeah, when you go back and watch it again, it's it's like oh my gosh, I can't believe how much stuff they packed into that first episode. Yeah, because number one thing you hear about the first episode is like, oh, dude, once I saw the dude banging his sister, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Let him get down. Dragons the, going around, right, so who cares? It's the medieval times. So I think I'm going to wait. 
I think I'm gonna wait and do it all again. It's justifiable, but it was awesome to go back and watch that right after the season was over. The best part about the last episode before we get off the Game of Thrones talk uh-huh. is uh just that whole first beginning of it. I won't obviously no spoilers or anything, but the score, the music score, the way they did it, oh was yeah, just, it was it was unreal good. Yeah, like it was. That's one of my favorite parts of like good movies and good shows and stuff is like the the music in the background yeah, for just, whatever reason. If it's got great music, it makes the story so much better. Like you were on edge the whole first mm-hmm. twenty minutes. Like something's about to go down. What oh, the hell's yeah. about to go oh, down? Yeah. And then it goes down, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. I love this show so much. <laughs> All right, so back on to Jai, the bastard Jon Snow of can he be <laughs> of running backs? Is he is he Jon Snow or is he Bren? Oh man, that's getting a, shot in the back with arrows. That's a good question. Um, no spoilers, supposedly. Um, that was two shows ago. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're behind that, then so be it. Uh huh. Um, man, it's a tough call, and I can't really make up my mind. I do kind of like him though, and I, I'll put him somewhere in the in between. I'm not. Uh, I, I I'm not like. I don't want anything to do with the guy. No thanks. But uh, I don't, I definitely don't love him. I don't think Miami loves him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I liked him coming out. And again, he's just somebody like if you have him, you're rolling with him. But you ain't buying him. The right. the need degeneration is still a major concern. So there's no really long term upside. Miami didn't love him. Mm-hmm. They went out of their way to say, "Hey, we don't love this guy." Right. They, they, I mean, they even brought in. It's Harry one of those Foster. things. I can't love you until you love you, and Miami doesn't love him. I no, love so him I'm not. I'm not on the J J bandwagon. Right. JJ could have a really good year this year, and I'm still not on the JJ mm-hmm. bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Again, he falls completely in that category of he does well, I'm selling him right away. Right now. Isaiah Correll, he is only 23 years old. We kind of talked about him already as well. Right. Again, I feel like he's kind of a guy that's kind of like undervalued right now. Right. Where he's going, what people think of him, I'm buying him if I can. Because, again, Cleveland has no receivers. They have no quarterback. They have a Gear Bear who's terrific, but besides that, they don't have anybody else. So they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to depend on the run. And Duke Johnson, where some people think he could be a three-down back, I'm still have somewhat concerns of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be a one-two punch. So, I think so yeah. If you like Jeremy Hill, there's no reason not to like Isaiah Corral. Is the best way to really look at it. Um. Yes, he is definitely going to be the guy that's going to be toting the rock most often with. You know, I think Duke Johnson sprinkled in, not sprinkled in, but he's going to be the complimentary guy catching the passes. So, I mean, like you said earlier, where their ADPs fall, I would much rather take my shot at Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, I mean, he's a running back three. It's what he is. And nobody wants a bunch of running back threes, but in today's day and age, those running back threes hold pretty good value because you're mm-hmm. going to need a running back three mm-hmm. at some point. Definitely. And Isaiah Crowell right now is so cheap, I think I feel like he's good value. I agree. Um, Gio Bernard, 24. <sighs> Just signed an extension. I love Gio. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, uh, his value is now, because his, his, his value plummeted after the Jeremy Hill year, and now right. it's right back up I think it's, where it needs to be. I think it is back up, but I can't quite say. He's another guy I couldn't rank he, He's because he didn't really fall in one of those categories for me. He's a player I like, and at the right ADP, I would definitely take him. You know, with all these receivers leaving Cincinnati, with Tyler Eifert's injury history and A.J. Green being there, and even with Jeremy Hill being there, I think Gio Bernard, with this contract extension as well, sees a huge boost. I think his fantasy value will go up. Gio Bernard was running back 16 last year. So, again, right smack in the middle, almost a high-end running back two there. 
I think that even goes higher. I think Gio Bernard has a really good chance this year of cracking that running back one numbers, like running back 12. A lot of it doing with PPR, Mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Maybe finishes around 13 or 14, maybe. But again, I think he has a good chance to be a running back one this year. I think this is a year that Gio Bernard's going to have some really good value. All right, man. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm completely sold. I, I think he'll probably settle in more as a running back too. I'm so I'm not quite as high on him. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of why you love him, and I kind of I like him. Okay. Know? Like it's 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 not it's not intentionally a knock or anything on Gio Bernard. I just I'm a little bit lower on him than you are. Jarek McKinnon, 24. Um, you know, he's a guy that's been sitting behind Adrian Peterson for years now. He looked decent when he had a shot the year that AP was out. Um, I'm so impartial on Jarek McKinnon. I kind of, I mean, I think he could kind of be a sleeper, but he's not going to get a shot there. He's going to have to wait till he goes somewhere. I think he's got decent skills. I think he could be a nice little PPR guy, especially. But yeah, I mean, if I had to put him somewhere, it'd be sleeper because I don't. I, I'm not no thanks on the guy. I think he's worth a roster spot for a long stash, but I, I definitely don't love him. I, to me, he and, showed me what he is. He's just one of those guys that's a pretty good backup running back that can come in there and spell. But for, like, fantasy value, I don't see it. So to me, it's just, it's, honestly, it's no thanks. Okay. Well, I think, he's, I think he showed some pretty good big play ability when he had a shot. Big um, play McKinney. There you go. All right. Tevin Coleman, he's 23 years old, plays for Atlanta Falcons, comes behind the number one overall fantasy running back last year in Devontae Freeman. Tevin Coleman, they're talking about giving him more carries there in Atlanta. Sure, sure. Um, no, Former first-round rookie pick, no. sometimes high second round. No thanks for me. No? I don't know, man. If it's that north-south running style that Kyle I know, likes, yeah, yeah. I'm just no thanks in it. See, to me, he falls in that sleeper category. Really? Yeah. Right. I, mean, I feel like he's somebody that can kind of... Step it up this year and do a little bit better. Sure, if he can stay on the field and, and <laughs> quit screwing up and fumbling balls and so I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you get in the doghouse with Shanahan and you're done. And that's what happened to him get, last year. You got totally, you got totally buried. I, I sound like a smoker. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Kermit D. Frog here. Um, get that thing out of your throat. Yeah, so I mean, the more I talk, the more my voice goes here. Right. Well, um, we'll wrap it up here soon. We're just going to get through these running backs, right? And then we'll, we'll maybe... Uh, obviously, it's going to be a two-part episode. Yeah, we'll have to come back next week right. and do receivers and tight ends. And seeing that we're one hour and five minutes in, and we haven't even covered all the running Plus backs. Plus, your, th- your throat's giving out on <clears> us, too. So, so Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. Now, we're, let's, let's go to Carlos Williams. Right He's on. 23. Had huge games last year. Scored like a touchdown in like eight straight games. Yeah. Something along those lines. I mean, I, I, really, like, I really like Carlos Williams. Um, I I would uh I don't um I don't know if he's like a sleeper so I can't put him there and I'll I'll put him in the eye. I love him I like you that love guy. him I love him man I love his long term value I like him a lot yeah I do like him I I mean I, it's I think I think Shady's days are numbered so in Buffalo because of Carlos Williams yeah so do I. that cap number they're gonna have to gonna, I think this could very well be Shady's last year in Buffalo I could definitely and see then Carlos that. is a starter in twenty seventeen yep. yeah. Yeah. I so again, him. is he one of those guys you go buy now because the price is right? This is the only time. I mean, this is the time to get him. Yeah. If you if you want him and if you're a believer, um, I go out and get Carlos Williams because his his price tag is only just going to go up. Man, you're not going to be. He's going to be one of those guys that's unobtainable once Shady's out of the way. Correct. Theo Riddick. Um, I think I've made my um 
My, like feeling, my feeling's known that I'm a no thanks on Theo Riddick. He's only 25. He was running back 18 last year, right behind Charles Sims, ahead of LaShawn McCoy, Jeremy Hill, uh, Duke Johnson. Again, he falls in that category of, I feel like a lot of people don't like Theo Riddick. A lot of people sleep on him. I know we just, I won't go into him too much because we just did a podcast on him. But uh, again, for his value where he could be bought, I think his role's going to stay the same. He's still going to catch a lot of balls. No joke bell there. I feel like where his ADP is and where you can get him, I think he's pretty good value because I think you could throw him in your lineup and have a solid, worst-case, low-end running back two in PPR leagues. So, um, I mean, I know I'm not that high in Amir Abdullah, um, but there are a lot of people that are. Um, Don't you think that they do pretty similar things, Amir Abdullah and Theo Rick? Yeah. So, I mean, I just think think Amir Abdullah is a better runner than Theo Riddick. Right, that's that's my gripe. I don't think the dude's a very good running back. Like, I just think he he catches passes and stuff. That's all Riddick does is catch passes. Right, he does nothing else. But I'm fine with that because that's, I mean, <coughs> he was running back 18 last year. Right, but for a guy that just catches passes, and you're gonna you're gonna, everyone's thinking there's gonna be this big uptick in Amir Abdullah's production. Where is that gonna come from? It's gonna come from. Obviously, him running the ball, but but also he's going to be taking stuff away from somebody, and it's Theo Riddick. He's he's the, the bad chasing guy. But if Amir can step it up, Theo Riddick's going to have the same kind of year. Right, I guess so. I, so the again, the risk and reward there for what his value is is kind of worth it for me. Okay. Um, next two guys here on the same team, both you know, Tricandrick West is twenty five, Spencer Ware is twenty four, both on Chiefs, both assigned contract extensions this off season. Right. right. I am way more of a Spencer Ware fan okay. than I am a Charkandrick West fan. Well, I think Spencer Ware could, you know, take over tomorrow as the lead back and, and, and just roll with it. So I can see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I feel like Ware could be like a starting running back who's never going to be great. But again, produce. I think he, I think he could produce pretty well, especially, I mean, fantasy numbers. He, he did pretty well last year. Um, West is what he is. He's like a third down back in my eyes. Um, I agree. Um, he would obviously be uh, the PPR back to have there. Um, whereas, I mean, Charkandrick West is just kind of like, he's an all-around guy. I, th- I mean, I think they could both ex- coexist, but I think, I think you're right. If it was just those two, it would, be, it would probably be where um, that I would want. Yeah, I mean, Charkandrick West last year finishes running back 35. So, and that's kind of where I would see him consistently hovering and staying kind of right around there (laughs) yeah i mean spencer where is running back 59 but that's he he didn't come in the game very right very very part-time yeah uh so zach zenner no thanks buck allen no thanks no no thanks cameron payne no thanks trey mason no thanks no thanks so those last four guys were rapid fire no thanks and and and, and i don't even think we need to even go into i mean so out of these guys who is your biggest sleeper? Like, who's the biggest, like, undervalued guy? It wouldn't have to be a sleeper. Like, who's your most undervalued guy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. To, just even from listening to our conversation, that's Charles Sims. Yeah. You and I both think that he's the guy that um, just the whole dynasty community is undervaluing, mm-hmm. according to, you, like, ADP and, and stuff. Yeah, I think if, you're gonna li- if you want to take something away from this episode, you know, it's, it's a good thing we should have it, in, like, at the end of, End of a podcast. What, moral of the story type of thing? Yeah. So the moral <laughs> story of this podcast is by Charles Sims. Charles Sims, yeah. Sell Jay Jai and Jeremy Langford early of the season and get good value for him. 
If you have them both, yeah. trade them both for a high 17 first if you can. Mm. Uh, and buy Charles Sims. Yeah. And I love Carlos Hyde more than most people. <laughs> That's it. We both love Thomas Rawls. We do, man. More than most people. Yeah, I agree. So trade Jeremy Langford for Thomas Rawls. There you go, man. If you can, <laughs> definitely do that one. And the quarterback is uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's the man. Famous Jameis. So next Jameis week Jameis. we'll come back and we'll talk about wide receivers under the age of 25. 25 or under. Yep. And tight ends. And tight ends. So it's probably yeah. another hour and 15 minute episode. Yep. So save, save some time. Plan ahead. We're giving you a week. Make some time for us in your lives. And There's a pause button. Hopefully Rich's throat will be feeling a little bit better. And <clears throat> I hope so too. This is ridiculous. We can dude. actually get through this thing without him coughing all over the place. I'm going to change my mic cover on this. Ugh. All this talk. And a rough... One of our best friends got married. Yes, yeah. That was a fun wedding. Yes, it was very fun. If you watch Indians baseball, you had the hot dogs from the Cleveland Indians show up. for an That hour. was amazing. And they danced Ke- with us Ketchup, and mustard, and onion. They were, they were there for about an hour, man. They, no, you rent, bought them for an hour. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah. It was, un, it was unreal fun. It was, they made one of the coolest weddings I think I've ever been to. That's such a good it was, time. It was definitely fun. I saw you tweeted. I, I wasn't sure if that was your personal account or, or <sighs> the Dynasty Nerds account that you tweeted the picture. It was from my Dynasty. I want to let everybody see the hot dog, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to see ketchup, I think I tweeted out. I can't remember. Oh, and, and I have one, too, with me and the hot dog were holding the Cavaliers flag, too. Nice. Oh, nice. it was such a good time. Yeah. I drank a lot. Touche. From 11 in the morning till mm. uh, 2.30 at night. Yep. I was not sober. No. But it was fun. Neither was I. If you want to have fun. Yeah. Get on DynastyNerds.com. Check them out. Check us out. It's not as much fun as dancing with ketchup, mustard, and uh, onions, but it's, no, it's, it's up there. No, it's but pretty it's good. close. It's you know pretty good. Mean? Yeah. I mean, you can feel good taking heroin, but we're not going to tell you to take heroin, are we? <laughs> no, God, no. Okay. I don't, don't condone that at Pop all. Pop pusher over there. Uh, DynastyNerds.com. We have all the great Dynasty material that you need. Our writers are putting out some great content every single day. Our ADP is fresh, freshly squeezed out Ooh. there by Ricky ADP Dan out there and uh, Kyle. Dan and Kyle doing tremendous jobs. So Thanks, if you guys. want to see where your yep. rookie ADPs are, we're still doing it. We're still pumping out that rookie ADP. Mm-hmm. Still pumping out the ADP, all free on DynastyNerds.com. We also have our rankings on there and, like I said, free articles. If you want to support the website, the best way to do that is buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Why? Because every two t-shirts pays for this podcast for a month. And guess what? Most comfortable T-shirt you'll ever wear in your life. So comfy, tri blend, mm, mm. American Apparel tri blend. Yeah, those things are amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you could get on iTunes and uh, give us a rating review. Last week, I said, "Hey, nobody's giving us a rating review." And uh, in a while, we got three. Nice. That's why I love you guys way out to, there. Way to step up, guys. You guys are numero uno in my book. We have 198 reviews. Can we get to 200 after this week? That's what I'm hoping. That'd be amazing. I'm. I have like. I have like. OCD about stuff like that. I'm like, I just need two more to 200. And what does it mean? Nothing. But do it. Dude, give us two more. On three. Even if you hate it, you know, if you never reviewed the show because you hate it, go ahead, give me that. I don't care. Oh my gosh. You can go, I'll understand when you go on and you Matt sucks, which is awesome. So I can't give this a five star review. Well, yeah, whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Whatever you say, Rich. And that's it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. And I am at Dynasty Matt. Until then, we'll be back next week uh, getting on these receivers. And then after that, I think in two weeks, we're going to do the hashtag two to three year window running back episode. That'd be awesome. God bless America. I'm looking forward to it, man. Jon Snow is Targaryen. Oh, my gosh. Ready, set, put on.
thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.